Hey y'all, it's Sarah. And I'm Michelle. And this is our Tough Mama podcast. Welcome back to episode three. Today we're going to be introducing two new people, our husbands, because we're not only giving advice and helpful tips to moms today, but also to dads. And what better way to give advice to dads and actual have actual dads right here joining us today. So let me start off by introducing my husband, Patrick. Let's go ahead and ask him a little icebreaker to get things going. So what was your favorite and least favorite part of during the pregnancy? I like eating cookies. Eating cookies. So and the cravings? Yeah, yeah. He definitely, I don't know about y'all, you know, dads out there, but Pat definitely had more cravings than I did during my entire pregnancy. Yeah. What was your least favorite part? Sympathy weight. Yeah, that also. He gained like more weight hand. than I did during the entire pregnancy. More yeah. weight than like you? 40 yes. pounds. 40 yeah. pounds? I swear to God. He oh had gosh. more cravings than I did. I was oh like, God. I don't want to eat anything, and he'd be craving everything. That's crazy. Oh my gosh, that's funny. Yeah. Okay, well, let me introduce my husband. This is Caesar. Hi, Caesar. <laughs> Caesar, tell us your favorite thing about the pregnancy. I think my favorite part was uh, having a designated driver at all times. Oh I can drink God. whenever I want, wherever I wanted, and guess what? Someone would always be there to drive me home. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What was your least favorite part? Uh, the end of the designated driver. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, yeah. Okay, so now that we've established our favorite and least favorite things about pregnancy, um, let's get into the hard questions. How did you guys, Patrick and Caesar, how did you prepare to be a dad? What are some things that you did to prepare yourself? I went to work. Okay. What else? Uh, I woke up the next day and I went to work. Okay, Caesar, what did you do to prepare to be a dad? I really didn't do anything. <laughs> you didn't do anything? Not I... a single thing. I just literally, like... I bet you went to work. I just kind of, huh? just like Patrick said, I just went along my, my normal routine, going yes, to work, sir. doing what I do, and... Right? I just thought to myself, when this baby comes, you know, uh, you gotta go to work. We're just gonna go with the flow, you know. I feel like uh, it's something that's been doing, been done for thousands of years, and I really don't need to read a book <laughs> on how it's done. I just go out there and get it done. Sarah, did you give Caesar any to-do list throughout the pregnancy? Oh yes, I had two or three books that I said you need to read about these, and I was trying to read a book and you know, prepare myself, and he was over here, meh, meh. Right. That's how Pat was, too. I gave him a lengthy list. I only, I didn't really put the book on the to-do list. His to-do list was more of, like, you know, um, put together the bassinet, put together okay. the crib, like, right, move right. this. Basically, yeah. I went to work. Yeah, you, I made you work, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah I mean, like, I, I clocked in, and I went to work. 
but at the house too, doing like. No, yeah, yeah, no, I know. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I know what he meant. He, he, you know, he went to work at the house, and you know, I basically everywhere. You know, and I, I feel like for most men, that's pretty much what happens. You know, the wife says, "Hey, I need all this done for the baby's room," and and you get it all done. But as for preparing for, I guess, being a father outside of that, you know, I just kind of just just really didn't do much preparing on that part because I thought it's more of a natural process. I natural. think I think it's just something really that you have to learn as you go. There's no, you can do all the reading that you want, you can take all the advice you want from other people, but at the end of the day, it's something that you're going to have to live through and go through, uh, you know, uh, different tests and trials. Like, sadly, for your first baby, it's all pretty much testing. You know, you're seeing what works and what doesn't work and the worst part about it too is every baby is different, so what well, maybe it worked on this one ain't gonna probably work on the second one. So just you're just kinda just worn as you go the entire time. So I remember right when Sophia was born, um, Caesar it, I'm laying in bed because I can't get up and uh, he's having the nurse teach him how to change a diaper. And I'm sitting there like so embarrassed, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you didn't like like practice like you didn't like prepare to change a diaper and all this stuff did you yes i've known how to on what uh, well i babysat for from? many many years so babysitting um, babysitting nanny. and oh. nanny Caesar, did you get the opportunity then... to babysit no no but i mean shoot none of this rocket science you know i mean putting a diaper on you can learn that in like literally like five right. seconds like i did so basically you needed oh, someone to shit to show you how to you just well, you right. do. Just you like do. One, once, one, one, once you, right. you know, you do need someone to show you the ropes a little bit, but then right. after that, you know, it's pretty quick to yeah. pick up on, you know. Yeah, and I will legit. say, I hope yeah. or I think that most hospitals, hopefully, they do a good job on like teaching us the basics. Because I feel like you know, I read, I only read half of one book. Yeah, I didn't but, actually finish it either. Yeah, but I feel like. The majority of the stuff, like the hospital, for the most part, taught us the basics, you know. Yeah. Like, um, at the hospital, you know, yeah, like Sarah touched on, it taught me how to how to change a diaper, but also, too, you know, they had uh, some lactation specialists there that taught Sarah how to breastfeed. You know, although she only breastfeed with Sophia for, like, two weeks, you know. Um, That's not true, they, okay. For a month, I don't know how long it was, but... Um, you know, they kind of showed her on how to get Sophia to latch onto the nipple. Yeah, because no book will teach you. You can read a book about latching on or anything, and it's like until you actually do it hands-on, you're not going to be able to do that. Right. Exactly. It can be a pain to get that baby to latch on. A baby latched on my kitty. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys have any concerns or worries before you had your baby? Were you concerned, I don't or remember. you don't remember being worried about anything? Nope. I remember I was worried. You what know, were you worried about? I guess the fact that I was having a daughter. You know, as a man, that's. Um, I would worry more about that every day. Yeah, so, as a I man, I didn't worry about that seven months ago. Yeah. I worry about that now. Yeah, well, I've been worried about it ever since I found out I was having a daughter. To be honest. You know, if I were going to have a boy, I feel like it would be a lot less stressful. But the fact that I have a little girl, it just, um, you know, I feel like it carries a lot more responsibility. 
being a man and raising a daughter. I was going to say on that topic, do y'all think since y'all are both girl dads, do y'all think the fact that y'all's first baby was a girl made y'all step up more? I during don't know. The I haven't had a son. But, like, do you think y'all would be more lenient? I have like, no idea. I haven't had a son. What about you, Caesar? <laughs> yeah, um, I think I would be uh, more lenient uh, with having a little boy, to be honest. Just... I don't know why, maybe it's just a cultural thing, probably, but I think if I did have a boy, I wouldn't be uh, as uh, stressed or worried about, you know, who's watching him or what he's doing all the time, like as with Sophia. I'm always kind of leery when, uh, you know, she's around people that I don't know that well, if that makes sense, whereas with a boy, I they probably really care less, I would think. As well as also when it comes to discipline, I feel like if I did have a boy, I would be a lot more harder on him um, compared with uh, Sophia. As, you know, she's a little girl, and I, I feel like I'm easier on her when it comes to that. But she's also a great baby. I mean, she is. I mean, I've never... We've never had any big issues with her, but, you know, that's just, I think, uh, the differences that I would have. And, you know, that was probably my biggest worry was just, how do I raise a young woman? Because I never had sisters. Yeah. Me too. You know, yeah, and, uh, valid concern, know, valid thinking there. So, Patrick, what did you expect labor to be like? Or how did you think it would happen? Like, you know, I know for me, you know, it's kind of like, oh, in the movies, it's going to be like this. You're going to go in there. You're going to go have your baby. You're going to go home. Be done. You know, like, I, um, what did you, how did you picture it in your mind happening? I didn't. You didn't? No, I just, I just go with the so you never, like, once thought, okay, so it could be any day now. I don't know what's going to happen. Like, you didn't, like, oh, no? Nope. I just, I just, uh, I just knew it was going to happen. And I was just going to roll with it. And, so no uh, expectations nope. at all? You didn't set any expectations? Was that on purpose or just yeah, because? well, I don't know. I, I don't know if I did it on purpose, but. I just, uh, I just, I just wake up in the morning and live that day. So basically, it's like if it happens today, then I'll figure it out. I don't, I don't really plan things. So what about you, Caesar? Did you expect labor to be, you know, to go that way, a certain way, or? Uh, well, with Sarah's labor, no, I, I did not expect. Well, what it did to... you expect it to be like, well, or so... how did you think about it happening before well, it happened? Well, you know. Um... We initially planned on her having a vaginal delivery, and, you know, that did not happen. Sarah was in labor for over 24 hours, and they had to do a C-section, so that was like a, a big curveball in my expectations, because, um, one, I did not expect it to be that long, which was pretty miserable, you know, having to sit there waiting for that well, of course, Sarah's in a bunch of pain, but, you know, being, you know, I'm, I'm there with her, being a good supportive <laughs> husband, you know, um, going through all of that. And then, two, you know, when the, the bill came for that 
crap, Jesus. Let me recommend, if you want to have an affordable childbirth, just go ahead and just squeeze them on out. Because <laughs> when they cut you open, and then I think, too, the big old tally mark, too, is Sarah was in the hospital longer, too, because she was, like, in, like, labor for 24 hours. So they also tack on that extra day. So, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that Well, how long I did, did you expect, expect to be in the hospital? I was thinking like, two days. Like, you go in there. You squeeze that baby out, stay one night, and then leave the next night, you know. But, no, you went in there, and you stood one whole day, and the baby didn't come. And then they cut you open the next day, and then we were still there for another two days. And you I know, and I, I was not expecting any of that, you know. Uh, one, you know, it's not really comfortable sleeping there in the hospital. That's one thing. And then, two, you know... Um, it's kind of stressful when you got all of that going on, you know. Uh, you really don't it. You really don't think it might be that stressful. I mean, I really didn't think it was, or I didn't expect it to be, but it was. And then three, you know, um, once all that crap's done, you know, um, they, you get this letter in the mail, and you're like, damn, that's how much I owe, you know. And it, so yeah, there's three big. Uh, Things that I did not expect to happen, and um, yeah, that's how that. Patrick, went. did you sleep at all when Michelle was in the hospital? Yeah, I slept like a baby. You did, so you didn't think the bed was that uncomfortable? Oh, it was terrible. Oh, it was. But I did. I slept. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he slept since the second uh, we got there. Yeah. I'm pretty oh. much used to sleeping on floors and hard, oh, okay. hard surfaces. So. <laughs> okay. On floors. My whole childhood. Okay, this is not related to the podcast. What? I didn't say it was. You guys asked the question. I mean, I grew up in a trailer park, so you're just used to sleeping on floors. So, I mean, yeah, the beds are awful, but if you're tired, you're going to sleep. And so I did. Um, yeah. Were you... Oh, I was going to say, kind of to piggyback on Caesar, I think we've kind of already stressed this a lot in our other episodes is that, you know, all mamas or, you know, partners, you know, that are going through this with, you know, the mamas, it's good to have expectations, but to a certain extent, it's also good to have an open mind. Yes. Because, like, you know, every, just like how every baby's different, every birth is different, too. Someone could probably give birth via C-section and may, you know, only have to be there, you know, two, three days. Or right. maybe they have a C-section and they have to be there longer. longer. Well, most of the time they make you stay there longer. Yeah. Like you stay there at least three days. Like, you know, if, but the baby's how they're born, too, you know. Sophia, right. I feel like despite it being a C-section, she was born healthy, so y'all right. were able so to she, Yes, she oh. didn't have any issues. Oh, well, so yeah, other babies. Yeah. C-section, you know, it's not Might so much be a complicated, but there's other issues with yes. the baby causing yeah. it to go to the NICU or whatever. Right. But there's always so many, like, different variables, whether it's the mom or the baby, um, that can cause, right. you know, and yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Yeah, thank God nothing wrong with, nothing was wrong with Sophia. It was pretty much just Sarah just unable to get her body to, you know, uh, start, you know, preparing itself to have a baby. That was our issue. Just she wasn't dilating and uh, her body was just not wanting to uh, get started with that birthing process. So yeah. that's why we had to have that. So, yeah, it's definitely good to have your plan and want to stick to your plan. But if that plan doesn't go through or your expectations don't, 
your expectations aren't met, you know, it's okay because things change and as long as you're healthy and the baby's healthy, then, you know, it's okay if your plan or expectations aren't met. So was there anything that y'all were, like, very excited about in regards to, like, you know, during the pregnancy or the, the labor? I thought it would be cool having a kid. Okay. Yeah, you're just excited about yeah. having your baby. Has yeah, it met your expectations? <laughs> I didn't have any expectations. You didn't uh, set any expectations? No. Nope. Nope. Live my life without expectations. That way you can't be disappointed. You know, like it doesn't go the way you want. But in that respect, yeah, sure, we've exceeded my zero expectations, yeah. You know, you get to watch a baby grow up and be a little person, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, babies grow fast. They uh, they blow your mind every day. What Very about you, true. Susan? What were you excited about? Like, uh, like during the pregnancy? During or? the pregnancy or the birth or anything. What were you looking forward to or excited about? In regards to having, being yeah, a dad. being a dad. Um, well, um, let's see, I guess, yeah, I would have to piggyback on what Patrick said, is, you know, uh, actually becoming a father, and like you mentioned, uh, being able to see, uh, see them grow and become, you know, little, you know, uh, little, little people, little people. Yeah. yeah, but, uh, I guess, I guess when you were pregnant, I really wasn't, I guess what I was really, I guess, looking forward to and excited about is just having a healthy baby. You know, I wasn't really kind of, I guess, looking that far into it, I guess I could say, other than, of course, like we talked about having a daughter, we talked about my worries, but I was just mostly kind of looking forward to and hoping that we have a a good you know healthy birth and everything was uh and everything with Sophia would be perfectly fine she would be born healthy and and okay and you know and, you know we're good to go yeah. definitely what was your most memorable moment through the whole process I mean, obviously, when your baby was born, but what else was something that just sticks in your mind of being pregnant or maybe right after the baby was born, just like a very... Maybe like during ultrasounds yeah. or heartbeats or maybe like a specific part of labor, like, you know, that just... Yeah. Just something that you like, oh, remember that time? I remember your big ass belly. You remember the big ass belly? <laughs> you had a ginormous belly. You were like a big old penguin. <laughs> you just waddled around everywhere. A big old penguin. You were pretty helpless. <laughs> pretty much had to do everything for you. <laughs> no, would you like for... how? When did that start? When did that start? When did was uh, she being helpless? I'm pretty sure after the pregnancy test read positive. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. It was immediate. She said, "I'm pregnant. I can't do anything." Well, isn't that the whole like? 
Sure. Good I part of being it. pregnant I is that say, people do things for I you don't know, all the you time. You tell me. I, <laughs> I will say nice. I milked it, and I will say I think we said it in a previous podcast. Like you were really hands on during the pregnancy of helping me. Like you know, if the drink was like out of my hand reach, like get I'm it. talking about like six inches. Exactly. So okay. <laughs> I, I pulled the table to it. Exactly. Yeah. I look forward to that next pregnancy. Hopefully, I, it's yeah. safe. <laughs> what about you, Caesar? What was your most memorable moment during pregnancy or labor? Um, I guess for me it would be just how surprised I was at how um <laughs> how Sarah like just instantly became a, like a mama bear. You know, like that mama instinct just That's kicks fair. in. Like after I guess this is you know like when Sophia came out, just how Sophia or how Sarah is just went into just pure mama mode without really known really what to do or how to do it but it just seemed uh, from the outside looking in it looked like it was how natural it was for her mm-hmm. that's how surprising and that's what I was surprised most about and my most memorable moment was just like she's making it look so easy and I probably suck at it this goes back to the whole thing that we said you know like it's awesome if you can read books but it's like it doesn't matter if you finish the book or not like at the end of the day like unfortunately it's 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 gonna literally experience yeah like yeah our life changed the second the baby actually comes out Uh, it literally Mm -hmm. exactly yeah it's Mm -hmm. kind of weird y'all like mature it is weird. It is weird. You're waiting for a baby, and you, the baby comes, the next thing you know, you guys are moms. Yeah. 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 It's pretty weird. Yeah. It is weird. Oh, yes. Everything changes as soon as you hold your baby. If only there was, like, one of those things for marriage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think a lot more marriages would probably last longer if there was something like that for marriage. Yeah. yeah. They only care about having kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you feel, baby, about... Um, during labor, how did you feel? Uh, what were you thinking? What was going through your mind while Michelle was like, "Oh my gosh!" I did you think she I was, was fun? Did you think I was like exaggerating the pain? Did you think that? I don't think you. I don't think you really tripped about the pain. The pain too much. Um, really? Yeah. I I, when I was like squeezing your hand, and I was like, "Screw it, give me the epidural." The epidural was so earlier on, though. I mean. That was like hours before labor. Well, I mean, I guess it depends. Like, right? Like, it was hours before labor, labor, but it was hours after I was I had been induced. Yeah. So it was like in between the induction, but you felt like everything was good. I, like, so you I were just like hanging out. You're like, it's just another day. My wife's in labor. I'm gonna have a baby. This is cool. One hundred percent, literally, yeah. Were you anxious? I, I came home from work. Well, I, I didn't come home. I, I left from work because she told me her water broke. And I was like, okay, guess we're gonna do this thing. <laughs> I had to go from Garland to Fort Worth, which is far, but I knew I had plenty of time. I got there and it was hours later. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, it was no big deal. And then uh, eventually she's like, no, I'm cool, let me get the epidural. And I said, do what you gotta do. And it was hours after that. Next thing you know, she's finally at 10 centimeters, and Bella popped out, what, eight minutes? It was quick. It was really quick. I would say, I will say that they checked her. She was like six centimeters. They came back an hour later, because they would check every hour. 
in that next hour, they checked that she was 10 centimeters, and then they were like, okay, we're going to grab the tube. And I, it was about 1 o'clock in the afternoon, and I said, oh, shit. I said, wait, like right now? And they said, yeah, 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 she's ready to go. And I said, I thought we had like three more hours. They said, no. Nah. <laughs> so that was, that was pretty much the biggest thing for me. Like, I was cool about everything until they said, the baby's ready. Until and then you I was the like, no, 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 no. Yeah, I mean, I remember hair. that. I remember seeing the baby pooping out. Like it was fun. But it ain't like it ain't kicking then. Like when it you kicked saw in her when hair the doctor said out? we're gonna go right now. <laughs> <laughs> when the doctor said we're going right now, that's when it kicked in. I was like, oh shit, it's happening right, right now, right now. So and the then, nine months of Michelle being pregnant didn't, you no, know, like, no, no that it was, was nothing. literally the that day, was, the was, time, yeah, all, the second. All of those nine months was hashtag fake news. That was nothing. <laughs> that was nothing. No, it wasn't until the doctor said this baby's coming right now. And that's when I was like, oh, shit. Okay. And then literally it was like 10 minutes after that the baby was here. That's true. Mm. What about you, Caesar? Did it... Did you wait until the very last minute when, you know, they told y'all about, you know, the C-section for it to kick in? Or how did you feel throughout the labor? What were you well, thinking? I guess we kind of already talked about that, about my expectations. Well, yeah, you but know? how did you feel and think while all of this was going on? Yeah, well, your expectations weren't met, but what was going through your mind well, like, as this was happening? I guess, you know... You, I was a little concerned, you know, just because of how long it was taking and what was happening. And then it certainly didn't help when uh, the doctor came and had a conversation with us about um, about doing a C-section, you know, just about how, I don't know if you ladies that are listening, you know, know, but after your water's broken, after 24 hours, it increases the risk of infection and stressing the baby and it can lead complications to your birth, you know, to having a birth, you know, a healthy birth. So they, that's why they encourage you to have a C-section, and so that's what they did with us. And so, yeah, you know, with all of that, I'm like, well, it kind of, uh, you know, it kind of took something that I didn't, I didn't think was, I didn't think birth was going to be a big deal, and ended up kind of turning into a little bit of a big deal with the, you know, with all of that happening, and I wasn't prepared for uh, any curveballs. I just thought it was gonna kind of be like Michelle and Patrick here, where you just go in there, and in eight minutes, you know, you you know, you just <laughs> squeeze that baby out. You know, that that did you, did you miss right the part yeah. where like she was in there for it hours and so she had to no, be no, induced and right all right. this stuff? Like it was gonna be twenty four hours since my water broke. If we had, if Bella had waited three hours. She basically oh, really? sneezed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the she water... basically sneezed and the baby came out. <laughs> no, yeah. no. Okay. Well, you know, it just, you know, that's what it, that's kind of like what I was expecting to happen. Right, and it, it, and yeah, <laughs> and it, it totally did not happen that way. Yeah. You know, they literally had to get the scapula out and just. Okay. You know, and, and that's another thing I wasn't expecting. Yeah, I, you know, down. like literally like. You know, being there right next to Sarah, well, you know, they, they have her gutted open, yeah, essentially. See, you that, didn't see anything. And, that would be intense. Uh, I, I didn't did you see anything? Well, uh, well, I'm not going to say anything, but, you know. Yeah, he saw. And, you know, they 
and just seeing them take Sophia out, you know. Um, you of course, I was beautiful and everything, but I wasn't expecting that to happen, you know. And so, and that's good though, because remember, the point of this podcast is for us, especially this episode, is to let these dads know like what to expect. So that's yeah, good, you know. So Feel free to elaborate no. on what you were astonished by or surprised yes, by during the because our whole. Like mission bit. is to teach inform and teach people, and they learn something from, from our, our stories experience. that we wish we would have known. Exactly, prior to it. exactly. Right. Was there anything else that was like shocking to you about like the C-section, or just like something you definitely were like, "Whoa, I did not expect this or see this coming." I guess uh, with the C, you know, with that happening, you know, the the recovery for it too. You know, with Sarah, it was like eight weeks of her just kind of, um, you know, feeling like crap, you know. She couldn't do anything. She couldn't really, you know, our bed sits kind of high. And just getting in and out of bed on that bed was just terrible. We had to go to the guest bed for that because it's uh, a lot lower. Um, going to the restroom, you know, just sitting on the toilet, taking a shower. You know, that... the. You know, they, it's a very uh, invasive surgery. You know, they start through your skin, through your, your abdominal wall, and then on top of that, through your uterus. So they're just cutting layers and layers of you to get a baby out. So I guess, you know, one thing I'd say is, like, you should only do it if you have to do it, like what happened with us. I don't think you should do it because, you know, because um, you don't want to push a baby out because you know or, at the end of the day you know I don't want to I get too into all of that but that's but I just but, I think I think that should you know having a c-section should be reserved just for last you resort. know last resort yeah and I think that's good you know like maybe mm -hmm. if people are contemplating between vaginal and c-section you know like per you know Caesar and you know maybe even you too Sarah you know if you have the option next time you would say no I don't want to because of how long it did take yes. to recover yes so for that's sure good. and also and keep in mind too once you have a c-section most of the time you know uh, you have to the next baby has to be a c-section I mean they do have be you know some doctors will allow you to have a v-back but uh, which means that you had a c-section and then they're okay with you having a vaginal delivery the next time but most of the time, that's not the case. You know, most of the time, once you have a C-section, they encourage you to just have C-sections for the remaining of your children. So, yeah. like, if but you're somebody that wants to have six kids, you know, um, you know, something that's something to keep in mind, you know. I also think that there's, like, a misunderstanding about having a C-section because some people think that's, like, the easy way out. Uh, well, you didn't have to do any of the work. You didn't have to push anything. You didn't actually, like, feel all of this. And it's like, okay, you're right. I didn't, oh. but um, I couldn't walk for, like, a days. Um, I could barely get out of bed without help. Um, you know, you're walking around. Like, you can't. It's, it's like a longer recovery. It's not the natural way for your body to do it, so yeah. it has to cope with that and, like, be able to recover in a different way that, you know, your body was, was not expecting you. Yes. After nine months of basically pre preparing for a vaginal birth, 
your body's like, oh, JK, you don't have to prepare from a vaginal birth. You're going to prepare from this. Yeah. Surgery. And especially if you're not, like, planning on that C-section and you go in and you don't know what's going on. You know, they're telling you to do all of these. Oh, we're going to put, you know, we're going to give you this shot. We're going to give you this medicine. You're going to be doing all this. And you're like, wait, what's going on? So I don't really think that. Like yeah, like Caesar said, I wouldn't recommend doing a C-section unless you absolutely have mm-hmm. to. That it's not really the easy way out. So what about you, Patrick? What's something that you wish that you knew um, prior to the pregnancy and kind of labor? Black poop and mm. baby. <laughs> baby. Yeah, baby black poop. That is something I wasn't aware of. Those first couple of days or. <clears throat> Stinky, sticky, poopy. I didn't. I wasn't prepared for that. True. What about during pregnancy or the actual labor process? I guess I wasn't prepared about how needy you were gonna be. About what process? Everything. Like everything. Literally, literally, <laughs> everything. And you know, I guess. I mean, like literally. <laughs> everything. And I will own up to that. No, no. I, I literally. It. Everything. I get it. Okay. I, I was a handful, and he was a champ. And I hopefully, guess. I don't recall being called a champ during pregnancy, but during pregnancy, well, literally. Okay, she's day. calling you a champ now when she can think clearly. She feels time. more herself. I don't know how that. It makes yes, it means it should sure. mean everything. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, um, you know, I mean, I guess not everyone's like this during pregnancy. So you know, no, I think it depends on the personality. Are. Yeah, like I, think, I know that I there's some people like that are that. like more dependent. Me, I was like, you know what? I have to birth this baby. Like, you're going to help me throughout the entire pregnancy because, you know, you're not feeling what I'm feeling. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, doing what I'm doing. I remember I would always wake up and he'd be like, What'd you do today? And I'm like, I grew organs. Like, that's what <laughs> I did. I grew organs. What did you do? Okay. Did you grow an organ? No, you didn't. So, you, you know? Them. Exactly. Um, Caesar, what's something you wish you knew? <laughs> I would have to like kind of piggy actually back off of what Patrick said on poop. Um, like Sophia, like her first diaper poop, you know, um, on formula was like the most disgusting smell I've ever smelled in my life. Oh my gosh. I don't know if you've ever smelled formula poop, but it almost made me throw up. <laughs> Okay, like, but it was poop makes you throw disgust- up. No, so. formula poop was disgusting. It was like the smell, the way it looked. I'm so glad that she's not on formula anymore. It was disgusting, the poop that it made. Like, wow. So you, you Just both... Just thinking about it makes me want to throw up right now. <laughs> so you both wish you knew more about... Um, yeah, I guess. I'm just... The... Um... Poop is always gross. I will is. say, if y'all had read a book about pregnancy, though, no, y'all would have known I about mean, the I, black poop in the book. I learned about black poop from Shameless. You know, it, it doesn't make it any better. Yeah, I I would take black poop any day over formula poop. Okay. Um, formula <laughs> poop. Black poop didn't stink or any of that. It just, was, you just know, gross. just looked weird. Formula poop. Oh, God. I'm about to throw it. Just <laughs> oh, my it. gosh. Okay, okay so, so moving topics. on. 
What would you guys tell other dads to help them prepare or to get ready for having a baby? Yeah. So, like, if you had a best friend that never doesn't have a kid, their wife is pregnant, what is the first thing that you would say to make sure that they... I guess piggyback off what I said earlier at the beginning was, um, you know, uh, like, don't, you know, try to breastfeed. Because formula is really expensive. Like, um, it costed us like two, three hundred bucks a month buying that stuff. And if you have your wife whose uh, tits work, you know, just use them, you know, and, and use that free liquid gold that God gave them, you know, because it's not, you know, it, I think, you know, it'd be more beneficial, you know, and at the same time, you'd be uh, saving some money on your end. But at um, the same time, if you're not able to breastfeed or if that's just not in the plan for you. Or you just don't want to. So, yeah, yeah you're formula right. Formula like, uh, someone... baby is just fine. So, you're Sophia right. Sophia like, turned out in my opinion, perfectly fine. Yeah. yeah, like, so in our case, you know, uh, like, Sarah was unable to produce any milk. I think it's because um, Sophia got a, had RSV when she was a month old or a little less than a month old. And she was actually in the NICU for a week. And I think uh, during that time, it stressed, you know, me and Sarah out a lot, obviously. And it stressed her out so much that it uh, actually stopped her producing milk. And that really can happen to you women. You know, you get stressed out so much that your milk production stops. And so that's why we went to formula and... Um, and if you can do it, and if your body is able to do it, do it. And obviously, if it can't, well, then you have to buy formula. And know. if y'all do want to, you know, go back on, you know, some more um, advice in regards to breastfeeding, I think um, a previous episode or two before, we kind of talked about, you know, what you can do, you know, to help breastfeed. Because, you know, one of the other things that, like Caesar mentioned, yes, stress does cause yes. um, your production to go down. But I think one of the most important things that I think we, we spoke about um, the last a couple of episodes was the first couple of weeks, honestly, the first two, three months, your body's still adjusting to producing breast milk. So, like, with you being away from Sophia mm -hmm. and, like, not being able to breastfeed, like, you have to have, like, a very strict schedule of right. pumping consistently. Otherwise, yeah, your milk will disappear. Yeah, exactly. And, unfortunately, you know, like, with, you know, Sophia getting sick, those are things that y'all don't plan for. Um, so, you know, that's, you know, something for yeah, that. Yeah, out of know, our like hands. If, if, you know, you're a dad like Caesar that was really hoping, you know, that your child could breastfeed a little bit longer, you know, likewise, just like everything, have clear expectations that, you know, both you and your wife could try, you know, all y'all want, but y'all never know what curveballs y'all are going right. to be thrown. And you do your best, the best you can, but if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, and if it does, that's great. Mm -hmm. yep. But at the same time, you do what's best for you and your family, whether that's breastfeeding or formula feeding. Yes. What about you, uh, Patrick? What would you tell other dads um, to how to prepare for labor? Remind them, uh, be prepared, be, be ready for whatever. Like I said, I was, at, I was at work and I got the call. I lived in Bar or I worked in Garland. Had to drive all, travel all the way back to Fort Worth. It's like a, at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, that's an hour and a half drive. Like about 55 miles? Yeah, well, it's 45 miles or so, but 
45 Yeah. Minutes. With the traffic, it's, it's over an hour. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm just going to be ready to go. Uh, luckily, when I got the call, I, I had hours to go until anything happened. But, um, but like what Caesar said, you just have to be prepared. You know, you don't know what's going to happen. Uh, we didn't know if we were going to have to do C-section or not. We planned on natural birth. And luckily, we, we went that way. But you just never know. So you just got to be ready to roll with the punches. And as the dad, you know, you're kind of the captain in a way. Uh, you know, it's her body. She's doing what she wants to do. And you're the captain. And you got to make, help make decisions on the fly. So I, I remember very specifically she looked at me and asked me what I wanted to do like it was my body. <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. What do you want to do? It's, um, I can't remember, I think we spoke about this too, um, one of the things that I personally did, because I didn't know if I would, you know, be, like, like, I guess, okay to make decisions, so I kind of gave Pat, like, a little guideline of what I wanted to stick to, so that way in case I, like, you know, in that instance where I'm, like, you know, being, uh, induced, uh, with Pitocin and everything, like, I'm in pain, so I can't make clear decisions, so I'm kind of, like, looking at him to kind of, like, hey, remember what I told you my game plan was, you know? Right. I need your backup now. Go down that list. Exactly. um, Well, I think we got some good advice for, uh, parents and dads and moms in general. Um, hopefully we were able to help in some way, or just make you laugh at these men. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if anything, what y'all can take from it is basically these dads did not do anything to plan. <laughs> they didn't do anything to prepare, and, and they're doing Caesar great. And have a beautiful two-year-old, two-and-a-half-year-old, you know. We have a seven-month-old, and we didn't finish any of our books. We didn't. We, Sarah and I, you know, we, we did planning, and we did stuff. Um, maybe not as much as we would have liked, but like, you know, still give y'all some hope Yeah, don't feel stressed out if y'all didn't finish that book, if y'all didn't have a to-do list. If you didn't have every detail planned, because apparently guys do it on the fly. Exactly. (laughs) They just wake up and go to work, you know? They wake up, they go to work, and they live that day. Exactly. Day (laughs) by day. So, hey, you know what? All the dads out there already know. Or all the men out there already know. Just have your fridge. You'll just be disappointed when it doesn't happen. You have your fridge stocked with beer, you know. I'll help you, help you get <laughs> oh, through the day. Yeah, yeah. Beer, liquor. liquor and some mocktails for the mamas yeah, out there. Yeah, so don't forget the moms. Yeah. I guess so, no yeah. drinking. The dads yeah. right now. Though, yeah. Moms. Yes, the dads need to make sure that the moms are taken care of. Don't forget to like our Instagram and follow us and on our Facebook page too. And make sure you leave comments of things that you want to hear next on both of our social medias. And um, we will see you guys in two weeks. Yes, please, you know, make sure, you know, like as Sarah mentioned, you know, comment, send us messages, DMs. Let us know what y'all thought about this podcast should we bring our husbands back for another episode, or should we? Or make should this? they be banned? Yeah, tell us. Are they canceled <laughs> One and done. or not? <laughs> let us know. Also, in case you you know y'all thought they had good inputs, or maybe y'all relate to them, let us know if y'all have any specific questions for them, and you know we'll get with them and you know give y'all some answers. But let us know what y'all thought about our special guest today. 
Thank y'all guys for joining us. We'll see y'all next time. Keep being, keep being tough mamas. Bye.